In all our readings today, and even in all our hymns, we speak of joy and rejoicing. What is there to rejoice about? Why are we supposed to have joy within our hearts? What is the reason for that joy? As we come closer to Christmas, it's hard to say we need to rejoice to be joyful. Because a lot of us are freaking out right now, trying to get everything ready. I know my mother this time of year, she hates it because she's trying to figure out how she's going to get all the Christmas gifts wrapped and everything else, making sure all the kids get Christmas presents and all this other stuff. It is not the funnest season. So then what is there to rejoice about? What is there to be joyful about? I think our gospel reading lays it out for us very well, but the intricacy and the beauty behind it is we must understand it's not really much a linear explanation, but it begins with the presumption that we know why we are to rejoice. That presumption is the fact that Christ is coming. So this is where the back and forth comes from, and this is why the Gospel of John is so beautiful. John the Baptist is pointing to Jesus is telling us to rejoice because the Messiah, the Savior of the world, is coming. So put yourself in John the Baptist's shoes 2,000 years ago. He is seen as the prophet. He is seen as the last person to go out to proclaim, to tell everyone to prepare themselves. Because like the other prophets we hear in our gospel reading, like Elijah, they just said prepare. But John the Baptist is telling us to prepare because it's not another 10,000 years. It's not another generation. It's not another 10 years that Jesus is coming. But prepare because he's around the corner. Prepare because it's about to happen. Wake up, be alert, be ready because he is here. So that's the presumption we have to come with understanding. To, to then where we come from from our gospel reading speaks from the time of Jesus back to John the Baptist. So what is Jesus there to do? Why does Jesus have to come and what is he coming for? So remember, John the Baptist is pointing to Jesus. That's the context of our gospel reading. Now the situation of our gospel reading is the fact that Jesus is now speaking about John the Baptist. So what is he speaking of? He's speaking of himself, showing the world that I have come. I have became man to save the world. I have become man incarnate so that you may have life and to have life everlasting. I came to save each and every one of you. I came to redeem each and every one of you. I've come to love you the way you were meant to be loved. And I've come to show you how to be in relationship with God the Father. That's why I came 2,000 years ago. That's why John the Baptist is preaching and proclaiming to, the, to everyone to prepare the way of the Lord. So we have both that back, that flip-flop that occurs, but it doesn't just sit there. It then speaks to Jesus, to our relation to us. So then what is our goal? Our goal to, is therefore, now that Jesus has come, he has saved us, he has redeemed us, it's not the end-all, be-all. 
Just because we profess Jesus Christ as Lord, just because we ex accepted him as our Lord and Savior, doesn't mean we are redeemed. It doesn't mean that we are saved. It doesn't mean that we can sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, people. But the fact is, now that we are approaching Christmas, we then are invited to do what John the Baptist has done. To go out to proclaim the good news of the Lord. To go out to prepare the way of the Lord. To go out and share the good news of what Christ has done for you in your life to those in need of that joy. We see a world today that is in need of love and joy. Why? Because the more we see the world, the more that we understand the world, the farther Christ is pushed out of the world. And so the true source of joy, the true source of love is Christ and in Christ himself. So the farther the world pushes away Christ, the farther they are from joy and love. So then our mission is to go out and bring that joy, to bring that love. It's not something that is new, my dear brothers and sisters. The Israelite people, the chosen people, we're waiting and waiting for that joy. They've waited for generations and generations. They have lost sight, lost track of that joy because they've gotten complacent. They've gotten comfortable. They have pushed God out. So the world we live in today is no different than that of the Israelite people. So our mission and the Israelite people's mission has not changed. So now the question is, how do we live out what John the Baptist has called us? I think the beauty is if we look at those three questions that are posed to John the Baptist, we begin to understand what that mission is and why we need to continue to prepare. Because once Christmas is here, it goes with the, by a blink of an eye. But we're not supposed to just let Christmas fly away and die off after New Year's, Christmas Day. But the Christmas spirit needs to continue to exist and to live within our hearts. So the first question John the Baptist is asked is who are you? John the Baptist has gone and out to preach the good news, has shared the good news to the world, and has caught the attention of the other. But if you've noticed in what the subtlety is, he didn't say it was me. It's all about me. I'm the preacher. I'm the good one. I'm the savior of the world, which he could have. But instead, he responds with the question, I am not the Messiah. So who are we? We are sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. Do we speak of him? Do we live out the way we are called to live out? Are we living out our lives as sons and daughters of Jesus Christ? Or is it all about me? The knowledge I receive helps me continue and pursue better and greater things. The money I receive allows me to buy more things. The car I drive allows me to be more flashy, to show off my wealth to the world. So is it about me or is it about my Christian life? the light that was given to us at our baptism, the faith that we were given from there, 
the dignity, the love, the relationship with Jesus Christ is there. What, who are we speaking about? Then we see again the next question. Who do you have to say? What do you have to say of yourself? They're trying to indict him for something wrong. They're trying to catch him off guard. They're trying to deter and see what he would say. But what he says is very interesting. I'm the voice of the one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord. He quotes Isaiah. He speaks of transformation and change. So when we go out to bring Christ to the world, we're not speaking just in general terms. Jesus Christ, this man 2,000 years ago that walked the earth, that died in Bethlehem, that died in Jerusalem, over there in that, that far, far place. But instead, we speak of our own transformation and change. How has the light of Christ changed us? How has that life, living that relationship with him, affected us? And how that change is needed in the world. How as we continue to fight our battle, when we continue to change our path, make straight the path of the Lord, how has that affected me? And what am I going to do and to share that good news to the world? It's not to go out to the world and tell, I'm good, I'm best, I'm holy, I'm pious. But the fact is we speak about our own transformation and change, our own sanctification, and how God has worked in me and through me to the world around me. And in doing so, I live what I heard. I preach what has transformed and changed me. The word we hear is not just words that come into our ears anymore, but are living words that live exist in the deepest recesses of our hearts and are calling us to go beyond ourselves. And finally, why do you baptize if you're not the Messiah, Elijah, or the prophet? Because they're waiting for someone greater. They're waiting for someone more powerful. And the beauty behind what John the Baptist says is he's here. He's coming. He's already in our midst. But I'm not worthy to untie his sandals. Speaks to the power of transformation. Speaks to the fact that I'm, I don't care about me. Because John the Baptist has gathered all these people together. Why does he have to point to Jesus? He can say it's all about me. And to continue that popularity, continue to that recognition, continue to gather more people around himself. By saying it's not my doing, by saying that it's not my power, he loses credibility. He loses the fact of that recognition. But for him, it doesn't matter. So within our own lives, how comfortable are we to talk about the transformation that has occurred in our lives? How do we speak of those faults we've lived, the errors we've made, and what God has done through us? How he's made us an instrument of his work. How he has sanctified and changed us through our brokenness, our weakness, our frailty, and send that into the world to share that with others. It's all about the transformation and change. 
But we are so afraid of losing credibility. We're so afraid of losing recognition. That credibility in the fact that I'm holy. I'm not a sinner. You are sinners. I'm perfect. You are the ones that need to go to confession. I'm greater than you are. I'm pious. I'm great. I do all these things. I want to be recognized when I'm doing something great. I want the whole world to know that I did it. When I do something, when I help someone, I want to be recognized. But how many times do we really want to lose that credibility and to say, I'm a sinner? I'm imperfect. I'm broken. When I go out to serve, I serve not to be recognized, but instead I serve because you deserve of it, because I love you. I care for you enough that I want to serve you. I serve Jesus Christ in and through you. I'm not better than you are. I'm not holier than you are, but I want to give you something that I've been blessed with. So my dear brothers and sisters, there's so many things to be rejoicing about. But what we're reminded today is to rejoice is the fact that Jesus is coming. He is here and he's about to be born again in our hearts and in our daily lives so that we can begin to transform and change ourselves. But we have to remember that dichotomy I explained at the beginning. John the Baptist to Jesus, Jesus to John the Baptist, Jesus to us. And so now we are called to be John the Baptist. So who are you? What are you called to do today? Where are you called to go? And what are you going to do to transform and change your heart and yourself to be ready for Christ's birth on Christmas Day, to remember Christ's birth 2,000 years ago, to remember Christ's coming in glory again, but most importantly, how he's born again every day in our life, that he has a place to dwell, and that every Christmas and every day for the rest of our life, not just during the Christmas season, but we live out the true spirit of Christmas to bring Christ to the masses. So my dear brothers and sisters, there's so much to be rejoicing. So let us to get today and for every day of our life rejoice because our Savior has come. Amen.